Well, kia ora, hello and welcome to the Coast Vineyard Podcast. Whether you're a regular or a first-time listener, it's so good to have you listening in. We hope and pray that wherever you may find yourself at today, that the message that you're about to hear would be helpful for your journey of faith. So without further ado, let's get into this week's message. It's so great to be in church today. It's you know, Good things happen when God's people get together. You know that uh, you know, Pentecost, Pentecost happened in a meeting. <laughs> you know, people were gathered. The Spirit of God was poured out. So, Hey, um, last week, first time back for a while uh, after being away. And yes, I did have a great time. Thank you. Um, but I sort of noticed that, man, church feels a little quiet. Um, and I was just like, um, I was just thinking about things. Like, I, I actually like noisy. Like, I don't like libraries. You know, I, I have such a temptation always to do something really loud in a library, but that's just... Um, but I like feedback, you know, I like hearing. Like, I like hearing an amen every now and then, or a, or a mm-hmm, or a yes, or a... Like, that's, yeah, yeah, there we go. So there's a, it's in a few of you. Like, even, even, like, that's rubbish is, like, better than... <laughs> it's better than quiet. So, like... So, like, so feel free to give some feedback as we go. Does that sound all right? Um, maybe we could try it a little bit. Can we, like, get an amen? amen? A little bit of a, well, a bit of a, that's rubbish? Okay. All right. All right. Hey, it's great to have everyone that's watching online uh, as well. Um, glad that you're, you're tuning in. I just wanted to say, too, if you've recently just started coming along to, to church, um, good for you. Like, I can only say it, what is happening with you is that God's love is drawing you uh, into this place. And uh, can I just say that I just want to encourage you um, and saying yes to God, change your life. Change your life. You know, Jesus is, he's active, he's alive, he's, he's answering prayers, he's bringing hope and encouragement and, and blessing um, restoring hope to people, and so you're in a good place if you if you're here. It's great. All right. So as Stanley said, I was very recently in uh, in the UK with uh, with my family, catching up with my daughter Rebecca and my son-in-law Kieran. We were going out for dinner one night. We we're just walking along, and uh, and Kieran he, he says like, "Hey," I'm like, "What?" And we're looking down. And there's like 30 pounds on the ground. I'm like, that's like $60. <laughs> like, and uh, like a few things are going through my head. Like, first thing is like, I can't believe I just walked over that and didn't see it. Like, <laughs> like, second thing is like, what is the next thing that you think to do? You look to see if there's any more. <laughs> It's like, because you've seen the movies, like when they blow the doors off the back of the bank truck, you know, and there's money everywhere. It's like, is this one of those moments? And, uh, and then we thought, oh, maybe someone's dropped it after that. So, and so we're sort of, you know, he's holding this, this 30 pounds and he's looking around and no one's sort of looking like they've just dropped their bag or... It's like, sweet. <laughs> so I told him that he's buying drinks. So, um, but like, isn't it like an amazing thing when you, like, find some treasure. It's just, I don't know, it's just, ah, it's just, like, brings a real buzz into your day. And uh, Jesus told 
a story about treasure. He was teaching people about the kingdom of God. And, and people were coming from all over to listen to God, they, to listen to Jesus. They could, they could tell that he had answers to the really important things in, in life. And they were like coming and they were like, and asking like questions like, how do I, how do I know God? Like, um, like I've done some stuff, like can I get right with God? Uh, how do I live my life? How do I, is there life after death? You know, can God help me with your life? There are people coming, they had all those kind of questions in their hearts, and Jesus kept teaching them about, about God, about the kingdom of God. And Jesus told this short story about treasure. And he says this, Matthew 13, the kingdom of heaven is like treasure hidden in a field. When a man found it, he hid it again, and then in his joy went and told, sold all he had and bought that field. It's quite an interesting little story, and it's, it's important that we just grab the punchline, because if you look too much at it, it starts to get a bit weird. Like, so why are you trespassing and digging holes in someone's paddock? It was just the weirdest thing. Yesterday, I'm preparing my message. If you've been to my house, you know I've got this little office down at the bottom of the garden, and I'm just sort of writing this, these exact things. And the next door neighbor's like kid. He just walked right across my backyard. <laughs> like I'm like, hey, I've never seen him ever do that before. He just like walked right across my backyard. I'm like, oh. but I was just thinking like how much weirder it would it be if he had a spade, <laughs> and like just like. But it's important to like, just don't worry about that. Like Jesus was letting people know a deep truth. Let go of being your own king and let Jesus be king. Sell everything and buy the field with the treasure. Sell everything and buy the field with the treasure. And your best treasure that you'll find in life is when you say yes to God and to his invitation for relationship and healing and guidance and, and living his way. That's the, if, you want, if you want to sum up like what would be my best life, it's that. That is, that is treasure. But the interesting thing is you can only lay hold of it by letting go. It's like, ah. It's like in those movies where, you know, someone's like holding on to the, the cliff edge and it's crumbling and, and the hero's saying, just jump, I'll catch you. And it's like, yeah, I'm kind of, if I'm holding on, I, if I let go, maybe it's going to crumble, maybe I'll be okay if I hold on. But if I jump, that's scary, that's risky. But if I don't jump, I might die. But if I do jump, I might die. But like, but the hero said he's going to catch me. And it's like, it's the challenge, it's the tension of, of this thing. I'm, I made a decision when I was 16 years old that I was going to jump. I'm going to jump. I'm going to sell all that, that I have you know, in, in, that, in the sense of the story and buy the field to get the treasure. And uh, I've been trying to do that as best as I can you know, ever since. But I like, made that decision, I'm going to follow God and His ways as best and fully as I know how. And I talked to many of you, 
and you have said, made some similar decision at some point in your life. I'm going to give everything to get the treasure that is the kingdom of God. And I hear stories of, of incredible joys and as well as heartaches. I hear stories of mountaintops and valleys. and I, I hear stories of, uh, of people that are saying, this incredible thing happened as I was praying. And I hear stories from other people that will say, you know, this has been so, so hard. It hasn't worked out how I expected but underpinning everything is like a deep peace and a, and a conviction, like we're living our best life. We're living our best life. And I just want to invite us again or for the first time into this adventure of letting go and trusting God with your life. Letting go and trusting God with your life. To have faith that this is the best way to your best life. You may hear that and you may think like, like you just, Matt, you just said like, I want to invite you into this adventure, into your best life. And you may just be thinking, you know what, I'm, I'm, I'm a little tired for an adventure. I, I, I don't know if I'm up for it. You know, COVID's knocked me around and I'm just tired. I just want to lie down. <laughs> I just want to lie down. And like, I, I get it. Like, I, I feel it. But we... Uh, we are, all of us, are in real danger of becoming the people who lie down because of this season. And uh, it's, you know, every now and then we do need to lie down, don't we? But if we lie down all the time, then that becomes a life of lying down. And it's not what we're made for. It's not what we're made for. But don't you love the sound of living a life of adventure? Any movie that you watch, there's treasure. Like, it doesn't go like, hey, hey, like I found a map with treasure. And then like, hey, it's just right here. Oh, it's right here. Cool. M movie finishes in five minutes. <laughs> no, it's, it's, it's like people got to go through some stuff, don't they? To get the treasure. Um, you know, usually there's some kind of faith and courage as part of the story. I've got a friend of mine. I just just caught up with him this weekend. Uh, last little while, he'd uh, he'd left his job, big decision, big decision, left his job, sold his house, and uh, has stepped into uh, leading this uh, this Christian ministry. And uh, as you can imagine, you know, COVID has had such an impact on so many things, including this ministry, and he was just, just talking to me about it, he said, like, man, it's just, man, it's hard, you know, like, you're trying to figure out, like, what to do, you know, there's financial pressures, and, and uh, man, it's, it's hard, but in the midst of it, he says, I was saying, like, well, you know, do you feel it's the right thing, and he just says, like, oh, Matt, I, I absolutely do, like, I just feel this deep conviction in my heart, this is the right thing, and I feel this deep peace about, like, this is where I'm meant to be. And he just said, like, even though it's hard, I wouldn't want to be anywhere else. You know, the adventure. I, I, I talked to another uh, person recently. It's just quite interesting, just that uh, um, he's about, uh, not from around here, so just in case you're thinking, I wonder who this next guy is. Um, uh, about 30 years old um, and uh, married and 
they're, they're expecting you. Telling me, it's just like, yeah, it was, um, it was you know, unexpected. And uh, I was thinking, like, okay, you, you know how babies are made. Anyway, like, uh, but, um, but he was like, you know, I feel like with my job, um, I, I just, like, I'm just not really, my job just doesn't feel right for me at the moment. And then he said, like, uh, but the paternity um, package for this job is just so good. I just, I, just, I just think I just have to stay for that. It's just so good. I'm like, oh, that's interesting. I said, like, well, what do you think God, you know, have you talked to God about what, you know, what you, you should be doing? He's like, oh, you know, sort of, this is the thing. It's like, this is the way when we sell everything we have to get the treasure in the field. This is how we live. We say, like, what does God want us to do in this situation? So what about you? What do you do with that invitation to let go of everything and trust in God? My guess is that, like, for many of us, we go, actually, that sounds pretty hard. And possibly, like, I'm not quite even sure how, how that works. And, like, it's okay when, when you look at this story, it's okay to think of it a little bit like maybe a lot of fields in our life. And it's such a better journey to be like selling piece by piece to get this field and that field and that field and get a little bit of treasure here, a little bit of treasure there. It's so much better than just looking at the whole big picture and just going, it's all just too hard, I'm just not going to do it. It's like you're looking at me going like, hmm, really? Absolutely. I, I, I suspect that even those of us that, that said, I give you my everything, God, Possibly there's a few things that we've sort of haven't or we haven't quite got around to or haven't, you know, it hasn't been a thing and we're, we haven't quite let that go or we're still holding on to that. But that's the, I, I really believe that is the journey. I've been looking at different parts of our lives and going like, and there'll be different times when as we, as we open our lives to God and ask the question, God, what would you have for me today, this week, this year? Um. So there's certain things that God might talk to you about, certain areas. Like, here's one. Here's an area that you might think, like, I need to... You know, the invitation is to, to let go of being in charge and to trust that God will lead me. Here's an area. Money. I mean, Stanley was saying, like, uh, you know, just, just earlier, he was saying, like, oh, it can be a bit awkward talking about it. Well, so we're not really. Because we love, we love that, like, when it comes to the things of money, that God... God has got such um, a good way for us to engage with money. And, um, and also some ways of not to engage with money. You know, one of the punchlines is like, hey, you know, the, the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil. And we see it, don't we? We see it. I mean, the whole, you know, this whole thing of like how the... The world's like the whole climate, the climate issue and, you know, climate change and, the, you know, like everyone that is contributing to the bad stuff that's been thrown out into our atmosphere is people that are doing it because they, make, they, they want money. You know, it's all about money. So money. All right. God, I give you my all. Just not my FPOS card. I love the story of Robert Laidlaw. Does anyone know about Robert Laidlaw? A few, a few of you, a number of you do. Like, incredible guy. He was the guy that started the farmers, 
uh, stores, you know, the big department stores that are, that are all over. Um, incredible. Like, the, the story is just incredible. Christian guy. And when he started off uh, in business, he said, I'm going to be someone that, um, that tithes. He said this. I've actually got a quote here. He said, from the earliest stage of my business, I tithe. Tithe just means I'm giving 10%. And, and he says, and I receive God's blessing and wisdom. He said that, and then he said that when he found success, things started rolling. Uh, he promised, you know, to give away a larger percentage of his income. And he says this before money got a grip on my heart. And by the end of his um, business life, he was giving away ninety percent of, of of his money. You know, it's an incredible story of just someone that just, it, and as a young man, just said like, "I'm going. I don't want money to get a grip on my heart." And the invitation of the kingdom of God is that you let go of your plans and desires regarding money and trust God to lead you. Woo! Yeah, that's like, it's like, amen. Because <laughs> this is going to affect your job. A friend of mine's just uh, recently told me, like, I'm changing the whole way I do my uh, do work. Um, because you know, God's been speaking to me about um, you know the the needs of my family, and my family aren't seeing enough of me, you know, and it's uh, going to mean a reduction in in income. And he just felt like, and that's 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 what we're talking about. It's going to affect what you spend money on. It's going to affect your level of generosity. It's going to affect how much you save. And I know that many people here would say, like, the job I'm in right now, God led me here. Like, and it, what a cool thing. You know, I feel such a peace about it. I'm making a difference. You know, I may not be earning as much as I could maybe elsewhere, but I just know that God has put me here, and I've just got such a peace about it. And some people would, would look at that, and they would go, you guys are crazy. Like, you know, like pe- people would look at that and go, that's just crazy. Possibly because so much of the message of the world is like your, the message of the world, but your best life is to earn as much money as you can, and um, giving it away is just stupid, and, uh, and that's why people look at it, and that's the, that's the message that, that's been, been landed, lands in our heads. But the kingdom of God is like a treasure. You let go of something, and you get something better. You know, there's uh, many that, that would be here this morning and that I've, I've looked at the Bible and I've said, you know, the, the, the model or the example of giving to support your community of faith is to give 10% of what you earn. And they've looked at that and they've said, like, I want to do that. I want to do that. And uh, again, like people would, uh, would look at that and go... It's crazy. Well, I guess for all of us, we've got to figure this out. And it's not about 10% or 20% or, or 5%. It's about saying, God, like, what would you want me to do with my money? What would you want me to do with my money? I remember a, a few years back, and I was with a friend, and we were just walking past a, a guy, and he was just on the streets, um, just, you know, just begging, really. Um, 
and um, my friend pulled out a very big note out of his wallet and dropped it in. I'm like, oh, I'm like, hey, dude, what's <laughs> like? You, you serious? Like, and um, and he said, like, I don't know what it was. I don't. I hardly ever do that, but I just walked past this guy and I just felt like this, like God spoke to me and said, like, you need to drop that in there. I like that. Yeah. It's interesting with this thing of giving to the giving to the community of faith, giving to God, because um, there's this really interesting invitation in the Bible that says, like, actually, you could test God on this. Like, you could test God on this. Like, because God's promise is that, like, if you give, then, like, he's going to look after you. You can trust him to look after you. And he actually says this to the people of God in Malachi 3.8. He says, bring the whole tithe into the storehouse and there." that there may be food in my house. Test me in this, says the Lord Almighty. And see if I will not throw open the floodgates of heaven and pour out so much blessing that there will be not enough room to store it. Quite interesting that God's saying, like, hey, you, you, can, you, you can test me in this. Like, you think, you, you, you know, your money's hard to come by, eh? Unless you walk along the road and it's just sitting there. Yeah? <laughs> but, like, that doesn't happen too often. But like, it, like, you think, man, money's hard to come by. Like, do I really want to give it away? And the invitation is like, you know, you, you may give $50 and uh, who knows? You know, maybe this week you don't get the speeding ticket you would have got otherwise. You may give $500 and then find that like you've just got this incredible deal on a car you're trying to buy. Like, God will look after you. I don't know how it's going to work. It looks different for every one of us. But the key thing is, we trust in God. Here's another thing we could trust in God for. Everyone's going like, oh, I'm glad we're moving on from money. But like, don't, like, it's important. Like, it's like, I don't, I'm not at all, like, embarrassed about talking about money because it's like such a big thing in our lives, such a powerful thing in our lives, and so freeing and uh, just such a source of joy if we can, if we get it if we get it working the way that God's inviting us to. Here's another one. And this one's like this. I bet you weren't thinking that this next one was going to be this one. It's prayer. It's like, oh, okay. So when it comes to prayer, okay, what do we have to let go of? And what sort of treasure are we getting here? How does this work? It's like, well, it's all about time. We have to give of our time. But Matt, you know, like I, I need to work. Yep. But Matt, like, I need my beauty sleep. And I'm like, yes, some of you, that's true. It's like, <laughs> I just look down for a while, eh, just in case I know I catch anyone's eye. And uh, you weren't talking about me, were you? Matt, I need to sort out my house. And like, Matt, I need to, uh, I need to just have some me time. I need some me time. Like, I know we talk a lot about prayer at church, but like, of course we do. You know, like, if, you, if we never talked about prayer, you'd be going like, this church stinks. Like, you know, this, we love prayer. Like, it's talking to God. And, but, and that's always a challenge. Almost everyone I talk to, including myself, would, would say like, yeah, I, I, would, I think I could be praying more. You know, and I think for us, we may not know what to pray or may not know how to pray or... Um, 
we may not really have a, have a faith that prayer is actually going to change some things or we just feel too busy to pray. I've been reading this, this just this delightful book. Um, uh, it's called Even the Sparrow by Jill Weber. Jill's, she's on the international leadership team of 24-7 Prayer. She's a director of spiritual formation at Emmaus Road Church in the UK. And she's a person who has learned how to pray. We actually met with her when we were uh, over in England. It was such a, such a treat just in this last month. But she talks about prayer a lot in her book. And here's, here's something that she says that we all need to hear. And it's, remember this whole, this is all tucked into this, this over, overriding thing this morning of like, we have to sell everything to get the treasure in the field. Okay. And she's, uh, she says this, where, do I, where, am I, where am I up to um, prayer is simply this. Remember I was talking about like sometimes we don't pray because we're just like, mm. prayer is simply this, communication and communion with the God who loves us more than we could ever hope for and who is closer to us than we could ever imagine. And she talks about, um, you know, she's bumped into so many people and they go like, I feel like I just don't do prayer very well. I feel like I'm failing at it. And, and she says this in her book, the, the only way to fail in prayer is by not praying. That's it. And, it's, and all you need to do is to give of your time. Give of your time. And you, again, you may think like, oh, what, but like praying, does it, does it really do very much? Well, I'll I tell you, my experience, the experience of so many people here, the experience of millions of Christians around the world would say, prayer changes stuff, changes me, changes my circumstances. And they would say in their own way, it's like I've let go, I've given of something of my day, but I've received something of the treasure of the kingdom of God. It's a wonderful investment. A friend of mine has been telling me that, uh, he's saying, Matt, like for the last um, couple of years, uh, I've been, I used, he's saying, I used to get up in the, in the mornings and I'd read Christian books, you know, and he says, like, in the last couple of years, I've just, I just haven't been doing that and I've just been talking to Jesus. I'm trying to be honest and I've just been as honest as I can with, with Jesus. I've been honest with my, um, my sense of... Um, feeling like a bit of a fake. I've been honest with the pain that came from my dad committing suicide. I've been honest about this, this journey that I've been on and, and my, uh, my insecurities and my weaknesses. And, and he's, saying, he's saying like, man, in the last couple of years, I've just found Jesus just healing my heart, just healing my heart, changing my life. Just time, prayer, talking to God. But prayer is talking, but it's also listening. Again, it's, it's listening. Jesus, what would you say to me today? And when we do that, we trust that what comes to mind will be divinely inspired words of God for you. And when we hear those words, those nudges of God, the heart posture of someone who wants to follow Jesus and lay hold of the treasure of the kingdom of God, it must be to say yes. It must be to say yes, to continue to say yes, the best, you know, the best we know how, because all of our situations are unique, aren't they, and different. So 
It's just as best we know how. We say yes. Again, in, in, uh, in Jill Weber's book, she talks about her journey. She says, I close my eyes and I direct my heart toward heaven. My prayers are short, and after I talk, I listen. I listen hard. And then the prayer is basically yes. Yes to whatever I sense God telling me to do, because he is obviously smarter, wiser, and more creative than I am. And much to my surprise, when my heart is preset to yes, and I take time to listen, I hear stuff. I get inspiration, and in my life, things begin to happen. I found this prayer this week from a guy called Thomas Merton. He was an author. He's an American monk, theologian, lived last century. Um, talk about a great prayer for this whole thing of learning to let go in order to grab a hold of the field that has the treasure. And I'm sure that by the end of this, you're all going to go, I need that prayer. <laughs> it's such a good prayer. This is his prayer. My Lord God, I have no idea where I am going. I do not see the road ahead of me. I cannot know for certain where it will end, nor do I really know myself. And the fact that I think I am following you all does not mean that I am actually doing so. Sound a little familiar? Sound like kind of our prayers? <laughs> but I believe that the desire to please you does in fact please you. And I hope that I have the desire in all that I am doing. I hope that I will never do anything apart from that desire. And I know that if I do this, you will lead me by the right road, though I may not know nothing about it. Therefore, I will trust you always, though I may seem to be lost and in the shadow of death. I will not fear, for you are ever with me, and you will never leave me to face my perils alone. Amen. Isn't that a good prayer? A prayer of faith. A prayer of letting go to obtain treasures. And it takes faith. You know, our life in God is a life of faith. It's a life of faith. Faith is confidence in what we hope for and an insurance of what we cannot see. And the call of the Christian life has always been one of giving everything to God. It's always been that, of giving everything to God and trusting Him to lead us into our best life. Let me just finish with a, with a story. So a while ago now, I know that many of you um, know uh, mine and my wife Jacinda's journey that we lived in uh, the UK for three years in the mid-90s. And one of the things that you have the opportunity to do, I don't know if you still can, um, but back then you had the opportunity for, for those that were from uh, Australia and New Zealand, they had, the Queen had a, uh, an afternoon tea uh, once a year and uh, that where there was the opportunity for those from Australia and New Zealand to go into a, a ballot uh, and um, have the opportunity to go and have afternoon tea with the Queen. Um, and so I'm like, I'm always up, you know, up for a bit of that. Uh, um, and so we applied, and we were successful. We got these. We've We've got tickets 
to go and see the queen. You know, it was all, yeah, you, it was, uh, you were allowed to walk around the grounds of Buckingham Palace while you were there and got, you know, get to shake your hand. And then this thing kicked in, this very, very interesting thing uh, happened where um, a number of, I, I, it's always interesting telling stories, eh? Because like there's this, this, I'm trying to get the right version so that we can all, uh, we can all finish on time. Um, we were running a home group, we were living in Oxford, um, and this uh, lady that was in our home group, she'd just come to, to know Jesus about two weeks earlier. And she says, like, she came to us and she says, does God speak to us, like, for other people? And I said, yeah, absolutely. I said, why is that? And she says, like, like I just get the strongest sense, Matt, that you're supposed to go to this pastor's conference that she'd somehow found out about, it was a vineyard thing, in California, that you're supposed to go. And um, I'm like, really? Like, that sounds great. Let's look at the dates. Oh, no, it's the same dates as when the, I'm going to be seeing the Queen. I'm thinking, like, I don't want to miss seeing the Queen. And uh, plus I said, like, and I'm looking and thinking, like, oh, this is crazy. Like, my work situation was, like, on a project, and it was, like, looking like it was going to run about three weeks over that this, this date of this conference. And it was just, you know, my role was pretty key in getting this project over the line. I'm thinking, like, this, this won't work. Anyway, like... All of this weird stuff happened with this project where they took bits off it and everything seemed to go faster and all of a sudden it was looking like it's going to finish like, like a half a week before this conference and just praying it all through, I'm like, ah, oh. like it feels like God's telling me to go to this conference. And I was talking to my wife, Jacinda, and she's like, this is like, if I go, we're going to miss meeting the queen. I know she'll be disappointed. <laughs> Jacinda there, so not the, not the, maybe, maybe the queen as well. Um, so we just feel like, well, we feel like this is what God's asking us to do, letting go to grab a hold of something. We didn't know what was happening. Anyway, I went to this conference, like I bought tickets like very, very last, last minute and um, actually arrived at the conference and so arrived just at the start of the first session and quite a big time difference between the UK and the States and uh, I remember the first session I'm just like boing <laughs> the whole time I, like, I couldn't keep awake um, and the, it was about a three day conference and I'm like why am I here like it was, I was on my own I, it was just a little bit lonely I'm like I don't get why this was here anyway the last day of this conference John Wimber who was the founder of the Vineyard Movement um, who had been sick and he, he was just he just did this last session and he said if there's any as, as the end of that session he said if there's anyone here that has never been prayed for by the, the leadership of the, of the Vineyard Movement, come forward. And like, I'm sitting right at the back of this auditorium, and so I'm sort of trying to make my way to the front, and, uh, um, and there's all, you know, it wasn't enough people to pray, you know, so I'm just, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna miss out on this, I'm not gonna miss out. And eventually this guy came free and, uh, and, and prayed for me, and just the power of God just 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 hit me, and just uh, and he said like you've been asking God this question about whether you you know what your calling is in life, and uh, and he said you need to know that you you know you're called to be a pastor and you're called to to ministry, and you're you know you're called to New Zealand. You know we'd had this conversation, and uh, this is what I believe you know it's God saying to you, and it's like and and as you we were saying these things, just the power of God just came on me just incredibly, and. Uh, um, in a way that's like, have you ever been past those green boxes on the side of the road and you walk past and they sort of hum a little bit? Like, I feel like that. I thought, like, give me a light bulb. Like, you know, I just felt like, I just felt this power just surging through my body. 
And, uh, and just what came out of there was just this deep, deep, deep conviction of God's calling in my life to, uh, to you know, to, to ministry. And uh, this, is, this is what Jesus' invitation is to us. You know, you have to let go and then you get something. And like, so here's the thing. I'm, I let go of meeting with the queen, but I met with the king of kings. Met with the king of kings. Changed my life. So, church, are you ready to say yes again to the adventure of letting go, giving, it, giving everything away, and buying the field with the treasure? Thanks so much for joining us for today's message. We hope and pray that it's been most helpful. If you are keen to find out a little bit more about us as a church whanau or you'd like to touch base, then you can go to coast.org.nz and there you'll find information about our in-person services, online services, various resources and activities. Enjoy the day and be blessed.